Well, kia ora, hello and welcome to the Coast Vineyard Podcast. Whether you're a regular or a first-time listener, it's so good to have you listening in. We hope and pray that wherever you may find yourself at today, that the message that you're about to hear would be helpful for your journey of faith. So without further ado, let's get into this week's message. Hi everyone. Here we are live from the Coast Vineyard Hub in Silverdale and uh, it's great that uh, you're with us. So good to have so many of you tuning in. Just wanted to let you know how it's working here this morning. Uh, I've got the whole uh, media team here on cameras. We've got uh, Stanley Ross today on lighting. We've got Stanley Ross on audio. We've got Stanley Ross on streaming. We've got Stanley Ross and uh, and he's, uh, he's doing well. I've got the easy part, I think, just uh, sharing a few things this morning. But, uh, and we just to let you know, we are keeping two metres apart the whole time. So, uh, but it's so good to have you here. I want to say, uh, first of all, a uh, big happy birthday to Elsa Bro. Uh, happy birthday to you. And uh, I know that a few of you have already said happy birthday to her on the comments. But just wanted to throw that out there. So here we are. Tomorrow, uh, we're going to find out what happens later in the week around level changes. But at the moment, level three definitely uh, puts the clamps on, on life, really, doesn't it? So we're hoping for uh, an ease of restrictions, but uh, it looks like it will still be uh, a week or two or three or four until we can be meeting together as church again at level one. So we just roll with it, though, don't we? We just uh, we can't really do much about that, so we just roll with it. But it really is a bit of a juggle these days doing life, isn't it? We're, um, here we are, we're all just patting ourselves on the back, saying like, wow, how cool we are, New Zealand, COVID-free, uh, no worries, and then bam, it's like, hey, uh, news announcement, tune in, tomorrow we're going to um, back to level three in Auckland, and wow, what a shock. So uh, back to working from home, you know, click and collect shopping, homeschooling, lectures, online lectures, and uh, and everyone's saying, hey, assume you've got the virus. So when you go out, make sure you don't, you know, cover yourself up so you don't cough on people. Uh, keep your distance from everyone. Sanitizer the heck out of your hands and, and everything else. And uh, and then you've got the challenges as well. You've got the events that were coming up, your birthdays you had planned, your, you know, weddings even. Uh, different uh, holidays uh, and you know obviously our church events as well we were going to have our big church birthday celebration next Sunday so press pause on that uh, but we love a party so we're not going to cancel we're going to postpone so we will do that at some other time but let me just ask you this hands up if anyone has had any emotionally challenging days over this uh, this year um, I've had days when I've just got up and uh, just felt flat and just you know, no energy. And um, the challenge of this pandemic and lockdowns is that it does, it has a huge impact on our emotions. And you know, not only is there a disease that's sort of out there swirling around, uh, but there's also the dis-ease that we feel uh, that comes because of all the disruption to our lives. You know, there's stresses and, you know, there's relational, it's emotional, it's uh, financial, it's just so many things. So at Coast Vineyard Church, we're helping you with the dis-ease. And that's why we've been doing this series called Solid Ground. And uh, we've been looking at how to keep standing 
when everything is shaking. So we've looked at finding solid ground when everything changes, when we feel scared, when relationships shake, when we're stressed, when everything goes wrong. Hey, and have a listen to some of these if you've missed them on, the, on our uh, website or our podcast platforms. So much wisdom and help to be found here. So good in this season. And so today's the last of our series called Solid Ground. And we're going to be looking at finding some solid ground with our emotional health. Okay, so, you know, the challenges of the season, they are draining emotionally. And people react to adversity in, in different ways. I've been thinking about, uh, how many of you have seen that uh, TV show Band of Brothers? It's a, a long time since it's been around now, but it's such a great show. It's full on. The group of soldiers fighting through Europe in World War II. And I'd often, when I watched it, I often wonder what would I be like? Because you look at these different soldiers and they all react in different ways under just the most phenomenal stress. And some of them just like, they just almost turn their brain off and they just charge without even thinking. Some of them stop and they make a quick plan like, what well, has a smart way of approaching this situation? Some people do so much thinking about what to do that they don't do anything and, and, uh, and the moment's lost. Some people just... Uh, cry <laughs> and some people just completely melt down uh, to the point where they are completely useless and uh, completely immobilized and, you know we we all react to trials in, in different ways and how have you reacted to 2020 like it's just hard you, there's a guy called a pastor uh, called Peter Scazzero he wrote a great book uh, called um, Emotionally Healthy Spirituality, and highly recommended that uh, if you're looking for something to read, something to help in the season, or something just to grow and become more emotionally uh, healthy, uh, then it's a great book. He, he says this, Christian spirituality without an integration of emotional health can be deadly to yourself, to your relationship with God, and the people around you. And you know, emotional health, there's two sides to it. So one is your state of personal well-being, just how you're doing. There's a, the Vineyard uh, National Director of the Vineyard Churches in the States, a guy called Phil Strout. And uh, he's kind of known for asking this question, like, how's your soul? Or how he does it, it's like, how is your soul? And really just saying, like, how are you doing? Like, how is your state of personal well-being you know we all we all came into this year with different levels of emotional reserves i know some of you came into it pretty full probably and you may well be doing well because you've come into this year with a full tank uh, some of you may have come into it with uh, low emotional reserves and you may be pretty drained by now and if can i just say if your emotional tank is is empty uh, you need to know that we care and we want to, to help. Your church is, is here for you and we want to help. We don't want you to, uh, to fall over. You know, we want to do what we can to help you to, to stand in the midst of this, whether it's, you know, it's financial or it's uh, emotional, or it's helping some way with the kids or it's uh, having you know, people to talk to, whatever it is, that we're, we want to be um, people that, are, that help. 
But the thing is that you've got to ask for help. You've got to be brave and, and ask and say, hey, I'm actually struggling. Uh, can I get some help? And uh, so that's what, that's what smart people do. They ask for help uh, when they need it. So I know that for me, I haven't always been that smart in my life, and, uh, but I've realized that actually asking for help in tough times is a very, very smart thing to do and just to uh, have others that can help share the, the load. All right, now the, the other thing, uh, the other side of uh, emotional health is the way that you deal with life. Like if you, if you yell at people all the time, every time you don't get your own way, that's emotionally unhealthy. If you, if you fall apart anytime anyone says anything negative about you, then that is emotionally unhealthy. So today we're really just gonna be looking at the first one, the state of personal well-being uh, and how to fill your emotional tank. Uh, we may look at the second one, you know, how you deal with life uh, in a series in the future. We're, we've got that on our list of something we'd love to, uh, to talk about and to sow into. So let us know if you think that would be a good idea. But I want to encourage you into a few things today that, uh, that will help. Um, but I also know that finding some uh, deeper emotional help uh, for some, will more, need more than just me giving some good ideas and sharing some, uh, some helpful things on a, on a Sunday morning. So uh, for, some of, uh, for some of you, you know, you know, there's, there's some real deep brokenness that is, uh, is part of your journey and that has landed. And uh, we would love to journey with you into uh, into a more healthy place out of that. And so please don't think that, hey, just listen to this and everything will be fine. Uh, we know that for some things it's gonna take uh, a lot more. Uh, and uh, But at the same time, we want you to know too that we care, we would love to journey with you and uh, and see you know you step into to a fuller life around this. So, but for today, for all of us, I'm going to share a few things, and I just encourage you maybe just grab a hold of, of one or two things. If something just goes like, oh, that feels like for me, then grab a hold of it and, and take it for you. Write it down maybe, uh, take it into your, your days, your weeks ahead, and uh, I'm sure that will be helpful for you. Hey, okay, so let me pray right now, and uh, we are live, so, but then God's out of time, so uh, out, of, out of time and space, he's, he's everywhere, so, but we're going to pray right now, and uh, I'd love you to open your hearts to what God would have for you today. So God, come in the midst of this message, in the midst of everywhere everyone is listening to this, God, whether it's in their homes or out walking, it's on their phone or on their TVs or their laptops. God, I just pray that you would open our hearts to what you would have speak to us. God, I pray for people that are feeling uh, empty. God, I pray that you would visit those people by, the, by your spirit. God, that you would release resources of strength and hope and courage and peace and joy in this time. And God, lead us this morning. Speak to our hearts through these words, something for us that will be fuel for us in these times. Amen. All right, so just a few things. The first thing I wanted to encourage you into that will help you in your emotional health, your state of well-being, is to accept the things 
that I cannot change. Accept the things I cannot change. It may sound a little familiar. It's so easy to stress about the things that we have no control over. Lockdown again. Ah, well, we're here. It's, it's so unhelpful. It's being locked down, but it's even more unhelpful to get stressed about something that we cannot change. Now, there was this prayer that was written nearly 100 years ago, and it may be familiar to you. Uh, I know that uh, it is the first part of it has been used by Alcoholics Anonymous, as, and, and it has been labeled the serenity prayer. But it's such a great prayer for us in this season. God, give me the grace to accept with serenity the things that cannot be changed. Like, this is a prayer. This is a prayer we can take to God and ask Him to plant that in us. God, give us the serenity. It's not just a wish. It's not just, oh, I hope I can feel ser serene in the midst of all of this. You know, I, I, my guess is that we don't usually pray this prayer. And even if we do, we probably undermine God planting something in our hearts because we choose to just keep worrying about it instead of being open to receive the peace of God that like, no, we can't do anything about this. Yeah, imagine if we partnered with the work of God in our life and rested into this prayer. We find serenity as we accept the things in our life that cannot be changed. I, I love the word serenity. It just makes me feel, <sighs> it's just such a great word. feels like everything is okay, but, but it's, it's an emotional state. It's not an outcome of circumstances. It's not like I will only feel serenity when everything is okay. It's, it's an emotional state. And this is a prayer that comes out of a place of trust in God, that he has got us in his hands and will be with us through it all. Let me read you the rest of this prayer because it reflects a posture before God that is so good for our soul. God, give me grace to accept with serenity the things that cannot be changed, courage to change the things which should be changed, and wisdom to distinguish the one from the other. And then it goes on. Living one day at a time, enjoying one moment at a time, Accepting hardship as a pathway to peace, taking as Jesus did, this sinful world as it is, not as I would have it. Trusting that you will make all things right if I surrender to your will, so that I may be reasonably happy in this life and supremely happy with you forever in the next. Amen. That's a good prayer. That's a prayer. That is a good prayer to pray. So find courage to change the things we can, but trust God with the rest. Lean into that. Invite his serenity to help us to accept the ch things that we cannot change. Just accept them. Okay, so that's something that may be helpful for you in this time. Here's another thing that will be helpful. Stop doing things that drain you. There is so much talk about doing the right thing with COVID, you know, with the election, like with jobs, like there's so much, how everyone's like got advice, like you should be doing this, you should be doing that. Uh, you look at the news, so much of it is like, oh, this bad thing happened, that bad thing happened, and it's disease, corona, pandemic, dying, 
you know, the world's, you know, the world political uh, challenges. It's just hard sometimes to look at. Like if the news drains you, turn it off, back off from watching it. Um, the things that you look at can can drain you, and maybe you should be dialing back on on your screen time. If you're if you're finding that like this is actually not adding, it's actually taking away, then you may need to back off. There's a great prayer in Psalm 137, and I know that many of you that are here, you are people that are always wanting to um, to to learn about how can I grow in my relationship God. Well, Psalm 137 is, it's got 176 verses. It's probably, I think it's the longest um, chapter in the Bible. But if you want to learn how to pray and talk with God, read this psalm and grab a hold of some of the prayers from it and use them for your own. They're so, so good. But in verse 37, in the midst of asking God for help to live our best life, it says this, Turn my eyes away from worthless things. Turn my eyes away from worthless things. You know, worthless things add no worth to your life. And uh, what are we looking at that really doesn't add worth to our life? There's this old uh, computer programming quote uh, back in the days. Uh, they used to say this, garbage in, garbage out. Put garbage in to your computer programming, your answers are going to be rubbish, garbage out. But you know, you become what you read and what you watch. Garbage in, garbage out. Again, in Proverbs, some more uh, wisdom for us. The discerning heart seeks knowledge, but the mouth of a fool feeds on folly. So maybe, I'm not saying that everything on screens is worthless, but I'm just saying that a lot of it is. And if it's draining you, then that's, um, it's, it's a good idea to think about maybe a little less of that, backing off on that. You know, we've we, um, been looking at playing a few more games as a, as a family, and um, so just this, which is our way of trying to do things that are more worthwhile, more relational. And, uh, you know, we used to watch TV together. It was relational, but now everyone watches it wherever, whatever they want, wherever they want, on whatever they want. But anyway, last week we thought, look, we'd play these some games. So Ticket to Ride, some of you know that game. We're playing that in our bubble. And I'd never really played it before, but um, I just wanted to let you know something that my wife, Jacinda, she says that she's not that competitive and, you know, it's just playing for fun. But, like, I just have to let you know something. that She's like the smiling assassin, like, in this game. Like, I thought that it was just like we were just in the, But she just kicked my backside in this game. I know she looks sweet, but just watch out if she ever invites you to play a game. She will take you out and do it with a sweet smile on her face. So anyway, it was good connecting time as a family. So I'm going to have to learn how to play that game a bit better. But like, think about what drains you. you know, how can you back off on, doing thing, on the things that drain you? Okay, so here's another one. This is a big one. And uh, we're going to spend a little bit of time on this. Um, not too much time on this. A little bit of time on this. Uh, find emotional fuel. Fuel for your emotional tank. Multivitamins for the soul. Because uh, we need to feed our soul. We need to feed our soul in the same way that we need to feed our body. We need to feed our soul. Uh, a malnourished body is unhealthy. A malnourished soul is unhealthy. So we want, we want for all of us to have healthy souls. So how, here's, here's some ways that you can 
find emotional fuel spiritually. You can find emotional fuel spiritually. We've been talking a lot about this over the last few weeks, and we should. You know, God really does change lives. God releases spiritual power to us through the Holy Spirit. And that makes a real difference. Like, do you believe that? Like, do you really believe that? Because when you do, you step towards God as a place and a resource for emotional fuel, for for help, for, uh, for what we need in challenging times. You know, when we spend time talking with God and walking with God, the Spirit of God, it changes us. It grows us. We're becoming more like God. It says that in our scriptures and more than in a number of places. We become like God. We're invited to become like God. More peace, more patience, more wisdom, more love, more joy, more inner strength. And here's what I think. I think that most of us will know this. But I also think that it somehow gets squeezed out of our day. You know, King David, the king of Israel, he discovered this. Over over 3,000 years ago, he wrote about this in Psalm 23. And many of you know this as a a psalm. Uh, You memorized it maybe as a kid. But this was David writing down his experience. The Lord is my shepherd. I lack nothing. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside quiet waters. He refreshes my soul. He refreshes my soul. Emotional fuel. My soul is refreshed. My soul is restored. Now the prophet Isaiah wrote something similar. In Isaiah 40, he says, starts off saying, Do you not know? He's talking about God. Do you not know? Have you not heard? The Lord is the everlasting God, the creator of the ends of the earth. He will not grow tired or weary, and his understanding no one can fathom. And then he says this. He gives strength to the weary. And increases the power of the weak. Even youths grow tired and weary, and young men stumble and fall. But those who hope in the Lord will renew their strength. They soar on wings like eagles. They will run and not grow weary. They will walk and not be faint. These are not just words from an ancient time. This is the experience of so many of us. That when we hope in the Lord, when we wait on the Lord, we find a strength that comes from beyond our own resources. That comes from God. I just encourage you, walk with God, talk with God, read the life-changing words of the Bible. There's power in those words in the Bible. Put fuel in your tank. Here's something else that I'd encourage you to do, and you'll know what I mean by this. Breathe. Breathe. I know we breathe all day, every day, all night long, but when I say you need to breathe, you know what I mean. We need to just pause. Just breathe. Catch your breath. You know, in, uh, in rugby games, towards the end of a rugby game, when everyone's, you know, exhausted, a player will often fake an injury. I know. Especially teams that play the All Blacks, because the All Blacks do a lot of running in their games, and the All Blacks do more running than most teams, and so most teams, by the end time they get the last 10 minutes, they're exhausted, and the All Blacks are just ready to go. So, um, 
and you know so I'm not saying not careful not to name any teams out there but uh, but you guys know who you are um, I don't want to say anything but like they'll fake an injury so that the whole team can take time to catch their breath because even just a little break can make a huge difference and it's like this in our lives we have to take time to catch our breath and I heard of someone just this week again you know working from home and uh, they had made a decision I'm going to commute to work now what, what does that mean well when they at the start of the day and at the end of the day they went out the front door in 15 minutes went for a walk and then came back uh, came back in again just 15 minutes just to breathe just to breathe in the midst of the fullness of the day and even and so it's a good thing to do we need to learn to stop and to breathe you know one of the things that I do and I made a decision to do this years and years ago is to stop and breathe whenever I encounter beauty surprising beauty in my day so like a, a glorious sunset like I'll be driving and I'll go like that's amazing I will pull over I will pull over even if there's a, the day's full I will pull over and breathe and just enjoy this gift uh, yesterday as I was working on uh, the, the message there was it was a sunny day and there were monarch butterflies flying around we even saw a couple of uh, rosellas that uh, came to a tree near the window I was, I was working by which is just just beautiful we've we've got a, a couple of sheep mainly just as, uh, as lawn mowers but um, they've just had uh, lambs this week and um, just as well they did have lambs because I was starting to get think that my the ram that was in there was uh, he was no good and uh, actually talking about maybe the butcher would be a better place uh, for, for him than my backyard um, sorry any kids watching just explain that to them um, but uh, but my daughter came down at one stage to see me while I was working on my message and she showed me a photo she'd just been out and grabbed one of these lambs and was just cuddling it and I said like isn't that just so good for the soul just to stop and cuddle a, a, a lamb and which she she agreed and it's those kind of things that we can do just to breathe just to stop you know gratitude just to stop and be grateful is good for the soul it's one of the things that all of the psychological studies they're saying that's the number one thing that brings joy into our life and joy is one of the things that is emotional fuel isn't it for, for our lives uh, they say the number one thing to release joy into your life is to be grateful is to stop and think about the things that you're grateful for so brain science says it's better to take just a few five minute breaks throughout the day than one big break and that it's so helpful for your emotional tank so whatever fills your tank think about stopping and breathing doing that it may be that the way that you breathe is to shoot some hoops or to play the piano or to just sit on the deck or do some gardening or uh, something it's just so important that we uh, we give ourselves time to breathe and another way to f find emotional fuel uh, is this is relationally and I want to talk about some things here because like, good relationships I think we know that are, are key to emotional health but when you're locked down sometimes you think like oh I can't see my friends or I can't see my family uh, if they're in other places um, but people who fill your tank like stay connected with them 
Stay connected with them in this time. I mean, some people in your life, they just fill your tank, don't they? I mean, some people drain it, but some people fill it. And stay connected with those people. Like, just call them, Zoom, you know, phone calls, Zoom calls, whatever. You know, when you're at level, we go to level two, maybe do some, ask, can we go for a walk on the beach, two meters apart, but just chatting. And a meaningful experience that fills your tank, it doesn't have to be like hours on end, just a few minutes can add a lot to your emotional tank, can make a real difference. And just one thing with that, like, you know, like, yes, yes, I know I need those relationships to, f to fill my tank, but like, make sure you don't go into them just with a get, 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 take, take, take uh, mentality, uh, because you may lose them as a friend if they realize that like all the all you're doing is just taking 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 all the time so be a giver as well as uh, as a as someone that draws resource from their key relationships you know it says in um oh, what happened there there it is sorry just lost the uh, the powerpoint there for a minute uh first Thessalonians 5 therefore encourage one another and build each other up just as, in fact, you were doing. So I encourage you with that. And as well as people that you just know fill your tank, it's important to find people who you can share your feelings with. Um, Peter Scazzaro, again, the guy who wrote that book, Emotionally Healthy Spirituality, he says, like, you've got to find trusted companions. And Rick Warren, the pastor of Saddleback Church, he's the master of the one-liner. He says this, revealing your feelings is the beginning of healing. How about that one? Revealing your feelings is the beginning of healing. In James 5.16, it says, Confess your sins to each other or confess your faults to each other and pray for each other so that you may be healed. There's a dynamic that happens when you talk to other people about your, your faults, your sins. There's a dynamic which actually heals, brings emotional health um, to you. So that's a good one to do. Carry each other's bur burdens, it also says in Galatians and in this way, you'll fulfill the law of Christ. You know, even Paul the Apostle, this guy, you're reading the Bible, he's a church planter, he's going throughout all of Europe, he's just an just incredibly smart guy, and he debates the, the life of Christ with all the incredibly uh, wise people in all sorts of places, uh, incredible leader, and even in the midst of all of that, he shares his challenges. In, in 2 Corinthians 1, it says, We do not want you to be uninformed, brothers and sisters about the troubles we experienced in the province of Asia. We were under great pressure, far beyond our ability to endure, so that we despaired of life itself. So he, he even needed to share his challenges. So if there are things in this season that you've, um, that you've missed out on, and they're just like, you're just grieving for them, you're just like, oh, you know, there's just a deep sadness about them, I really encourage you to talk to someone about them. It may be like a a birthday you didn't get to celebrate or a graduation or uh, an overseas trip or uh, some something that is just, there's a real sadness about like, you know, that COVID stole that from us. Um, I would encourage you to talk to someone about that because as we share things with other people, it brings, it brings health to us. If we love one another, God lives in us and his love is made complete in us. Why I've put that up there 
is that another way around filling your tank emotionally in the, from a relational point of view is that it's so important to do something for others. Do something for others. It's this sort of paradoxical dynamic of relationships when you give something to someone, you receive something of a, a filling of your emotional tank. If we love one another, God lives us in us and his love is made complete in us. As we love each other, God does something in us. And again, Proverbs, the wisdom of Proverbs says this. A, a generous person will prosper. Whoever refreshes others will be refreshed. And just on that, if you, would, if you think, like, I need to do that, it, if you'd like to volunteer to be someone who would connect people who are a little isolated, a little lonely, a little needing of someone to talk to, let us know. And you, you might think, how do I do that? I'm going to put my email address up there. Send me an email and just say, Matt, I'd love to help. Uh, I'd love to be someone that uh, is available to talk with people if they need that. It's such a cool thing and makes such a huge difference in people's lives. One last thing I'm going to race through and then we're going to finish up. One last thing I'd love to talk about in terms of helping you find emotional fuel is humility. You know, a huge source of stress comes from worrying about what others think of us. Worried if they think negatively about us. Worried that we can't meet others' expectations. We're worried if they don't like us. Worried if they criticize us. Worried that we don't look beautiful enough. And because so much of our concern is tied up in this, if we are criticized, we fall apart. You know, worrying about what other people think of us is not emotionally healthy. There's a funny quote I read this week. Not funny, it's a good quote, but it's from a funny source, an unusual source. The Roman emperor Marcus Aurelius, he says this, Ambition means tying your well-being to what other people say or do. Sanity means tying your well-being to your own actions. You might have to think about that one. That's quite profound. And Paul the Apostle says this in his letter to the Romans in, in chapter 12. He says, Don't think of yourself more highly than you ought, but rather think of yourself with sober judgment. You know, we hear that in these last f few years with the uh, just the bursting out in, into our lives of social media and and all that that brings, that people are more filled with anxiety now than ever before. And a significant reason is because we haven't learned to know ourselves with sober judgment and to accept it. Sober judgment means it's just real. You're just being real. This is who I am. To think of ourselves just as we are, not more, not less, just as we are. This is humility. And if we can find that and live in that, that will help us in our emotional health. You know, I used to think for years that you know, my lack of higher sporting honours was because I never had a good coach. You know, if only just like someone had seen my talent and taken me on and coached me and you know, I could have played for New Zealand, could have been a superstar, you know, eventually you sort of realised that like, talent is usually spotted and I just didn't have enough of it. <laughs> It's just sober judgment. It's just sober judgment. Peter Scazzaro, again, an emotionally healthy spirituality, talks about this also. He calls it temptations towards a false self, where we think of ourselves, you know, I am what I do, I am what I have, or I am what others think. You know, pride 
Pride wants others to like us, to think good things of us, to not be critical of us. Humility can be content with who we really are, knowing we are loved by God, and we're on this journey of sanctification, this journey of growing into uh, and maturing and becoming like God as the Holy Spirit works in us and on us. But when we have that contentment, I'm just knowing this is who I am. When people call your names, you just weigh it against what you already know. And you can either say, well, you're wrong. Or you can say, well, yeah, you're right. That is what I am. You know, I am, you know, not that, not that good at that, you know. And, we, and not to let it wound us. We can just write it. You're an idiot. Well, no, I'm not an idiot. I bumped into a friend about um, five years ago and I hadn't seen her for years. And she must have got a bit of a fright. And she said, oh, we're all getting older, aren't we? <laughs> In other words, Matt, you look old. You look old. And I laughed and says, I says, you mean that I'm looking old? And she got all embarrassed. But, um, but like, you know, this is my face. It's like I'm okay with it. Um, you know, your ego can be your worst enemy. You know, your need to have other people think well of you. Yeah, but James, in the, in the scriptures, in James 4, we read, God opposes the proud, but shows favor to the humble. And, and in other uh, translations of that verse, it says God gives grace to the humble. There's something about humility that releases something from God to us that's good for us, good for our emotional health. So it's so important that we humbly see ourselves as we are, not more, not less, and be okay with that. Because... God loves us just as we are. And, uh, and it's just as well, isn't it? Because it's all we have. It's all, it's all we have. We can only come to him as we are, and, uh, and he loves us you know, for that. So I hope that's an, uh, encouraging, maybe a little challenging. But um, let, me just, let me just finish with this. There's... In this season, there is potential for this pandemic to uh, to get away, um, actually get out of control in New Zealand. There's the potential for that. We hope it doesn't happen. Um, we don't want it to happen. Uh, I think the government's doing what they believe is right to not let that happen. Uh, but I've got friends that are uh, living in England and other places around the world, and they haven't met together as a church for, for six months. They haven't had hardly any small groups or except on uh, online, and um, no uh, no change ahead, and uh, it's it's challenging, and that may be our what's ahead for us. You know, we we should hope for the best, but also we should prepare for the worst. We should prepare, and one of the ways we can prepare is to be keeping an eye on our emotional fuel tank. You know, we need to give ourselves some grace. We need to do some of these things that help f put fuel in our tank. Now, my first car was a, a Volkswagen Beetle. I know. Great car. And uh, the engine's in the back, which means that fantastic car for doing uh, handbrake slides, uh, which as a young fella was uh, pretty fun. Uh, the pastors of Henderson Baptist Church didn't seem to appreciate it as much as I did. Uh, because they had these gravel car parks and grassed areas that, um, you know, just, they just said, come over here, Volkswagen Beetle, and do a handbrake slide. Um, 
But the old Volkswagen Beetles, they had a completely separate fuel tank called a reserve tank. So, and they didn't have a fuel gauge, they didn't have one at all. So you'd just be driving along and whoop, oh, we're out of gas, put a lever across, go onto your reserve tank and go and find yourself a gas station. And uh, it's so important that in these times, because of the uncertainty ahead, that we have some fuel in reserve, some emotional fuel in reserve in these times. So keep filling your emotional tank and make sure you've got reserves for today and for whatever is ahead. How's that sound? Hopefully there's people out there that are still watching and still listening and the three of you are nodding and going like, Matt, we're going to do that. Hey, that's us for today. One of the things that I would... Thanks again for tuning in to today's message. We hope and pray that it's been most helpful. If you're keen to find out more about us as a church whānau, you're welcome to go to coast.org.nz or of course we'd love to meet you in person. We meet at 10am at Aurewa College on the beautiful Hibiscus Coast and you're more than welcome. Be blessed and have a great day.